Hey everybody, thanks for listening to On The Podcast, short episode format podcast to give you something to do while you kill time doing your business on the pod. Or maybe you happen to be a member of a bridal party in a wedding, <laughs> and you're first person up to get your hairs done and your nails did. <laughs> and you're done at 9.30am. And you don't have to go anywhere until... 3. Yuck. You ain't got diddly to do. And you have 46 nobody... episodes worth of on the podcast to listen to. You better start listening to them. <laughs> so, while you wait for other people to get ready, listen to us, learn, and embrace love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Liz. And I'm Katie. Hey, Liz. Hey, Katie. What are we talking about today? Katie, so the World Cup is happening right now. The Ladies World Cup. Ladies, ladies. Ladies and suckers. <laughs> Sucker ladies. Sports and ladies, ladies doing sports. <laughs> all I know is the US isn't in it anymore. We're not in it anymore. This is also, this episode's going to air when a lot of people aren't in it anymore. <laughs> Disappointing showing by the United States national women's, women's national team. That's okay. But it made me start thinking about um, somebody that we had mentioned before uh, in an episode. We talked about the uh, Brazilian soccer team who um, had a plane crash and resorted to cannibalism. And we're not going to talk about that, though. <laughs> <laughs> because the um, before that, so this was in the like t- 20 teens, but before that there was another incident uh, which I legitimately thought it was a soccer team, but it's a rugby team. Oh, well, soccer, rugby, Same thing hands, in the United feet, States. You know. Same thing in the United <laughs> States. We're like, we don't know. <laughs> rugby? Oh, that's called soccer. Um, <laughs> so this is actually going to be a two-parter because it's quite lengthy and deep. Okay, yeah. I'm ready for it. It's light, it's airy, it's fun. And destructive and death. Yeah, maybe I mean light and airy as in there was a plane. <laughs> so we'll get into it. This is called this. This had to do with the Uruguayan Air Force Flight 571, carrying the Uruguay rugby team. We'll get there. Okay. So it's also known as the Andes Flight Disaster. Ooh, I like that that name better. Or if you're optimistic, the Miracle of the Andes. No disaster. Yeah. So this episode <laughs> will be about the Andes Flight Disaster, and the next one will be the Miracle of the Andes. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, um, the old Christians club rugby union team from Montevideo, Uruguay, Uruguay, uh, had a match in Santiago, Santiago, Chile <laughs> against the old boys club, which was an English team. It was actually called the old boys the old club. Boys club. <laughs> yeah. Classic. It's the British. They're like, Oh, this would be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there were 40 passengers and five crew members. The pilot was Colonel Julio Cesar Ferradas. And he was an Air Force pilot with uh, 5,117 flying hours. And the co-pilot was Lieutenant Colonel Dante Hector Laguarara. (laughs) Your pronunciation's much better in this episode. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to do something that's Spanish language, a language I semi-speak poorly, uh, but not nearly as poorly as every other language that exists outside of English, which I don't speak well either. 
Um, so they had, so the, the team had 10 extra seats. So they invited family and friends along. Um, and then one of somebody kind of canceled last minute. So Graziella Mariani, uh, was headed to his oldest daughter's wedding and and grabbed that final seat. So uh, have you told me when this, when, when was this, when did this happen? Have we touched on that? That's the next line of my notes. Oh, perfect timing. Mm. So they departed Carrasco International Airport on October 12th, 1972. I wrote it very European. I wrote 12 October 1972. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, storms forced them to stop overnight in Mendoza, Argentina. And um, to get from Argentina down to Santiago, uh, there's, there was a direct route, but it required an altitude of 25,000 to 26,000 feet. Ooh, that's high. Yeah. And the plane itself was an F, FH-227D. Um, its max uh, capacity was 28,000. So it was really kind of pushing it Yikes. to the max. Now, normally they would take a kind of U-shaped route that uh, was 370 miles longer than just going kind of direct. Um. And the weather was still bad on October 13th when the next day when they were going to take off. So they waited a little bit and finally took off at 2.18 p.m. Man, if the weather is bad, you do not take a shortcut. Well, you know what's crazy? (laughs) Well, they weren't taking a shortcut. They were just flying. Uh. But what's crazy is like this happened in 72 and like Kobe Bryant's helicopter went down because of bad weather like fairly recently. Yeah. We all know. You don't mess with that. Yeah. Now, Ferratas had flown across the Andes 29 times previously, but he was training La Guarara, who had the controls of the plane. Okay. Um, I, so the plane itself was older and it was under it was underpowered for the flight, but you know that might have been one of the reasons for why it went down. Um, there were clouds, so they had no visual confirmation of where they were. That would be so disorienting. I would hate that. Freaky. Oh man. So they were kind of relying on radio navigation to try and determine where they were mm-hmm. in flight. At about 37 to 43 miles out of Kur- Curacao, um, the co-pilot notified air traffic control that they were about one minute out um, from, Curacao, from Curacao, which they probably weren't if they were that far away. Mm-hmm. But they thought they were. <laughs> so Yikes. Yeah. And under normal circumstances, it takes 11 minutes to pass through that area. But after three minutes, the co-pilot had radioed to the air traffic control with permission to descend. And so, air- he, like, he had no concept of distance or time or really, truly, like, He anything. had no idea where he was, yeah. yeah. And air traffic control, again, didn't know where they were because they were just going off of what the co-pilot was saying. Uh-huh. And so they okayed the descent. Um, and because of that, they turned too early and they started, and beyond, uh, along with turning too early, they also headed at a uh, zero, zero one four degrees when they were supposed to make a zero three zero degree turn. So it was too early and it wasn't a big enough turn. Mm-hmm. So suddenly the passengers feel severe tur- turbulence um, and they, they start to see what looks like mountains and they're like, uh Oh no. And within noticing the mountains, suddenly the pilot tried to rapidly, the co-pilot tried to rapidly climb. Yeah. Like nearly vertical. And by the time that they get to that, the plane begins to stall and shake. Uh, Yikes. yeah. And they're very close to the mountain. Ground collision alarms are going off. So all the passengers are kind of freaking out at yeah. this point. 
the pilot applies max power and ends up striking the mountain about two or three times. So he was able to bring the nose over the ridge of the mountain, but the tail cone clipped the ridge. Mm -hmm. And after the tail cone clipped the ridge, the uh, right wing was severed, so much so that the force of shaking from this right wing um, being clipped off ended up ripping the... Uh, stabilizer and the tail cone off completely. Yikes. And the tail cone is the back of the ship, essentially. Yeah. With the tail cone, they lost two rows of seats. The rear passenger cabin, the galley, the baggage hold, the vertical and horizontal stabilizers, and left a gaping hole where three passengers and the navigator and steward were sucked out. Oh. God, that would be the worst death. Freaky. Sucked out of a plane? Yep. Oh, man. So they, the plane continued up about 200 more meters just a, just a few seconds afterwards. And when the left wing was struck and in that two more passengers fell out. Yikes. Oh. Yeah. At that point, the rest of the plane ended up sliding down the mountain like a high speed toboggan. And finally, after 2,379 feet came to a stop. Yikes. They hit a snowbank and seats were torn and thrown against the bulkhead, um, and each other. The seats were thrown against each other. Mm-hmm. The cockpit was crushed. The pilot died instantly. Eef. And they ended up laying rest at 11,710 feet in a glacier. Oh. I know. And this glacier was later named the, the Glacier of Tears. Oh. I Can I say something horrible? But I'm yeah. going to say it anyway. I've been saying something horrible this whole time. <laughs> I would rather, out of all those people that have died so far, I would want to be the pilot. Yeah, just you wait. Instant death. Not falling out of a plane. Yeah. Not eating your friends. Yeah. None of that. (laughs) So they ended up being in a remote remote mountain area, which was on the border between Chile and Argentina. Um, It was 50 miles east of the planned route. Oof. Yeah. Of the 45 passengers that started the trip, three passengers and two crewed, died from that tail mm-hmm. uh, being the tail cone ripping off. And then um, the other two that got sucked out on that left wing were Daniel Shaw and Carlos Valletta. And Valletta actually survived the fall, oh. but he, yeah, but he stumbled down into a, cla- a glacier falling into deep snow and suffered asphyxi- asphyxiation and died. Yikes. Which spoiler alert, they found his body um, on December 14th. Mm. Um, four were dead upon impact. Plus the pilot. And then there were 33 remaining. Many were critically injured. The co-pilot was trapped and crushed in the cockpit, and he asked one of the passengers to just shoot him. Uh, And they refused to. uh, They refused? Oh, I don't know what's worse. Shooting the guy or, like, letting him horrifyingly live. I know. Horrible, right? Horrible. This whole situation. And that's where we're going to leave it. All right. That's where we're going to leave it. (laughs) To let you feel awful. And just you wait. It gets worse. All right. Thanks, Liz. Pretty pretty crazy. Pretty disastrous. I can't imagine. I don't know if I'm supposed to ask you what's inside my body yet because I don't know. You don't know. All right. We'll, We'll see you in part two next time. In part two.